Oh, hey, you're listening to Pep Talk, a podcast launched during the national lockdown in April 2020 to celebrate and support our favourite New Zealand businesses. Join Grace Creft, ex-lawyer and former owner of Sweet Bakery and Cakery to hear about how some of our favourite businesses built their brands, the ups and downs along the way, and what we can do to support them, both now and once business as usual returns. So, are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. When Miranda and her flatmate Jacinta took part in a summer holiday business accelerator program after they finished uni, little did they know that they would end up creating a kick-ass social enterprise that is working so hard to tackle period poverty across New Zealand. Dignity's Buy One Give One scheme sees corporates across the country, people like ANZ, Flick Electric, Zero, and Trade Me, provide free period products to their staff while at the same time donating products to schools and organizations in need of them. Dignity have recently also added an individual gifting program as well, plus they also work hard alongside government to educate and campaign for free period products in schools. In this chat today with the co-founder Miranda, we hear all about where this started, how it's grown along the way, and how on earth she balances all of that along with her full-time job at New Zealand Post. Plus, we will learn a thing or two about period inequality along the way too. If you are interested and signing up your workplace to Dignity, or maybe you want to make a gifting donation yourself, or you might be an organization who's looking for a donation, just head to dignitynz.com for all of the info and sign up. You can keep up with their awesome work on Instagram too, at underscore dignitynz. So it's safe to say that what started as a summer project has turned into something pretty special. So come along with me and hear this amazing story on Pep Talk today. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to Pep Talk. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Beautiful sunny day. It's spring is in the air, so we're very happy about that. Yeah, and the sunny nights as well. Good. Yeah, yes. Um, where are you calling in from to join us? Set the scene a little bit. So I'm actually calling in from my other job. So I'm actually at New Zealand Post, where I work as a community investment specialist, which is basically a jargon title for a sponsorship manager. Um, so I'm in one of the meeting rooms here today, which is fun. Oh, nice. Good that they they let you jump in and do this during yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's my lunchtime, but they're very flexible, which is nice. True. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize, um, everyone listening, that Miranda has a full-time job in New Zealand Post, like she just said, as well as running Dignity that we're going to hear all about on Pep Talk. So um, I just, yeah, I can't believe how you cram all of that in. And are your team at work, like, they're obviously quite understanding about you having this side gig because it's really positive what you're working yeah, on. Yeah, 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 totally. So I actually, um, well, part of the reason that I wanted to work at New Zealand Post is because they started getting Dignity products. And so I heard about my manager through that, my current manager. And so when a role was going, um, you know, in her team, I was like, she's really cool. And they do, you know, they align with my values because they've worked with us in the past. So I applied for the job. Nice. Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's, I guess you kind of know what kind of employer 
they would be if they were if they're part of the program so you know that it's like got a good culture and and everything like that i guess but we're going to hear all about that and how all that works which i'm very interested in but before we do everyone gets some this or that questions to warm up a little bit so cool. are you ready for your one yep or your ones okay yeah so first up we've got childhood or adulthood um childhood <laughs> yeah less responsibility yeah i think just the nostalgia of it and also you know there's um yeah totally less responsibilities i'm trying to buy a house at the moment and it's very stressful and i was thinking oh you know pre having to manage your own budgets like how good is that yeah oh absolutely yeah like it's when you go through those big adulting things like that like buying a house and yeah tax and uh, insurance and you're just like oh being an adult is so hard hard. no one tells you how to do it yeah 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 but then it's also I feel like when you get into adulthood you and especially into like 30s and so on you just know yourself so much more and you feel so much more secure and everything so it's a bit of both yeah definitely no that's so true next question for you I feel like this is maybe silly question but grapes or wine oh wine (laughs) (laughs) I do love grapes I think they are great on a cheese platter but wine is (laughs) Great on a cheese platter with the wine. Yeah, with the wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good end of the week treat. It's nice. Definitely. Yeah. When I was reading that, I was like, would anyone say grapes? But I guess maybe if you don't like wine, you would say grapes. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy people. Okay. Next one. We've got screen time or time out? Time out. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I love, like, definitely staying connected is important, but um, I love being outdoors. I love going for walks. It makes me feel so much better. And screen time's good, but it's, yeah, it doesn't recharge me in the same way. Yeah, I feel like it's the opposite. Like, screen time kind of zaps you, mm. and then time out recharges you. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of balance, I guess, is always yeah. good. And then last one for you, we've got passenger or driver? Um, ooh. I think, I think driver, yeah, yeah, it's fun, it, it's, I mean, driving can be fun, and then you don't have to be in charge of directions, um, <laughs> which is, I think, more stressful than driving. <laughs> yeah, that's true, it, yeah. the passenger has to do directions and music, which can yeah. be more stressful. Yeah, a lot of pressure, yeah. Yeah, DJing, navigating, mm. <laughs> what to think about, <laughs> although, yeah, I quite like passenger because you can multitask, like, you can get some other things done while you're in the car. Uh, and I'm the kind of person that's like cram every minute. I'm like, must get something done off my yes. to-do list. <laughs> yes, that's true. No, that's definitely true. <laughs> all right, good stuff. So now we're going to jump in and hear all about dignity. So I guess it's a good starting place before we talk about everything that's happening right now, just to hear about what it is that you guys are doing. And um, I'd love to hear a bit of the background, like where this came from where the idea came from and and what it's been like getting started so fill us in on all that picture so dignity is a business that provides um and champions period equity so that um the the ways that we do that is in two different ways so we provide a buy one give one model to corporates where we um, supply them with sanitary items so uh pads tampons moon cups um and then have a buy one give one model so we purchase it they purchase it for their staff and then give the equivalent away to people without access and then recently we've also started a second arm of what we do 
and so that we um, don't just do the buy one, give one, but people can also just donate products to people in need. So they can donate set amounts of um, pads, pads, tampons, menstrual cups, and also period underwear too. Um, and then kind of wrapped around all of that, we also do a lot of advocacy work to try and support um, the kind of destigmatization of periods um, and also for the government and also supporting the government to roll out um, period equity through a yeah through a government approach too so there's kind of multi-layers to what we do but the primary driver started out as our buy one give one model and our and now our individual giving model as well Wow, that's a lot. I don't know how you're doing all that. Yeah, time. yeah. Well, we've got a we've got a team, so we've got a team now, which is good. But um, kind of going back to the roots of, of where we started, it was um, it took definitely a while to get to where we are now. So, um, just until my co-founder and I started this when we were um, twenty and twenty-one, respectively, about four years ago now, um, and we were flatting together at the time and had just I think I just we'd both just finished our undergrad at university and weren't sure what we were doing with our lives over that summer so I'd um I was going into uh post-grad and I think she was looking for a job um and we were accepted and so we're like we need something to do and we were accepted into this entrepreneurial boot camp which um university used to run um, where they would give students a small stipend to live off over summer and then basically su the support and resources to build a business. So kind of free accounting advice, lawyer advice, um, lean canvas workshops, those kind of things. And so we saw that and applied for it. And then at the same time as we were doing that, there was, I think, a news report out about students who missed out on school because they had their period and couldn't afford, um, you know, couldn't afford tampons and pads and uh, and instead were having to stay home or using uh, rags and it was causing sanitation issues. Um, and it seemed really, it was first what was really hard to hear about and I think that was the kind of the first time we realised, well, I realised that was an issue. I come from a really privileged background and... Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's um, it was shocking that, that that was happening because they realistically don't cost that much, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't really be an issue. Um, and so we decided we wanted to come up with some kind of business that would help provide free products, and we pivoted a bit. Um, so we started out wanting to develop an app that would sell to individuals, and then realised that. that wouldn't really be that successful um, and eventually yeah fell into this buy one give one model um, because also at the same time there was this growing understanding of the importance of having diversity in the workplace and having kind of tangible initiatives to support that and um, when we talked to women there was this kind of sense of unfairness that we had to pay an average of $30,000 over our lifetime just for products which is really significant and um, someone made a good point I think around that time that uh, providing sanitary products in the workplace is like tea or coffee like some people drink tea some people drink coffee some people drink both or none um, but workplaces provide it because it makes it yeah. yeah because it makes it more comfortable to work there um, and so we um, uh, yeah and so we basically pitched this idea and 
um, at the end of the boot camps after three months. And uh, we got kind of one bite from um, Flick Electric and they were like, yeah, we might be interested. And then several months passed and eventually they were like, yep. And they bought a $200 um, box and we were like, whoa, this is incredible that somebody's actually purchased it. And that was like a massive deal for us. And then um, from that, we were able to give away oh how much we were able to give away like a small amount of sanitary items and that was really really cool um to one of the local schools here um and then from there it just we zero heard about us um and came on board and we got bigger and we were able to um you know we, we got a few more systems in place and then eventually we were on i think radio new zealand and felicity evans who's an hr manager from anz heard about us and she'd just been over in the States and it's really common in the States to have period products in the workplace and she was wanting to implement it anyway. And so she contacted us and was like, yeah, we want it everywhere in ANZ, like, let's do this. And we were, you know, still still quite young and I was Ubering, I think, or borrowing my cousin's car to drop off the products at that point in time. <laughs> so, so it was a little bit like, oh my gosh, like this is really cool. But um, we had to scale quite quickly but Felicity was really understanding of that and they worked with us and actually gave us quite a lot of support to grow so we had the time to kind of set up a storage unit um, work with a distribution company um, so that we kind of elevated ourselves from just doing it haphazardly as we could to having an actual kind of sem semblance of a supply chain yeah and then basically from there people have heard about us and we've done um, uh, we've been able to give more, um, and we've given over thirty. I think we've given over thirty thousand um, boxes of product, and we expanded our range. Yeah, from um, pads and tampons, and they're compostable pads and tampons to um, reusable products too. As I chatted about, um, including menstrual cups and um, and period underwear too, which is really cool because that kind of choice is really important, but sustainability is important too. Um, and then kind of, I think maybe last year, um, a year and a half ago, uh, we decided that we were at the point where we could hire someone to do it full time. Um, and so Jacinta, my co-founder, went on as general manager for six months um, and kind of set up our systems. Um, and then from there, we also kind of realized that there was a systemic issue, like what we were doing was really important and there wasn't product available for students and also wider community groups um, but we didn't have the scale to solve the problem um, and so it was at that point uh, that uh, Jacinta sent up the positive periods group which basically had a petition um, saying that the government should provide free period products in schools um, and that went the government last November and then I think before lockdown or was it during lockdown I can't remember I can't remember anymore um, but basically they announced that they would be supporting it um, for 20 uh, providing free period products to 20% of schools so that's really really cool and now we're advising them um, to kind of helping them with their program to roll it out in a small way but it's still early days yeah Oh, what a great story that's so good I'm so glad that it's going so well for you guys and like you're right I thought the exact same thing with you know like we are really privileged and this isn't like it's really hard to get your head around the fact that someone might miss school 
because they can't access period products because that's never been a concern which we're so lucky but it's just you have to remember that not everyone is is in that position and it's a real thing so I was quite interested to learn about that whole period poverty space because it's yeah it's huge and like confidence as well like it's not just missing school it's just like feeling safe and secure and confident that this is something that you can manage and that it's not going to disrupt your life I guess yeah totally I mean that's the thing that came came out of it like knowing that you have free access to products it's not going to be an issue um means yeah it means you don't have to worry about it it's that emotional burden that's taken away yeah and like it happens every month like yeah you don't want to have that hanging over you as like a barrier to anything right totally no that's so true yeah and like it sounds like word of mouth has been huge for you guys as to get this off the ground at least you know like started with flick and then zero herd and then anz herd and it kind of rolled from there but i'm interested to hear like if you've had any challenge with buy-in from businesses like have you ever been in a meeting uh like a bunch of old white guys and they're like we don't want to talk about periods yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. oh 100 percent. like yeah so um yeah we definitely have had pushback um really it's more common than not um I'd say in that, yeah, it would start, usually it starts off that there's a really cool person in an organisation, like quite a progressive person who wants to have it. And then when it goes up to a decision maker, often um, people will say that um, there's different types of feedback that we've got. So some people will say that they pay their staff enough to afford product, which is totally valid, but it's not kind of the... um, ethos behind why you do it it's more kind yeah. of it's it's a different view of it um yeah. it's not really the point right like no it's no about it's about a gesture really to some extent yeah totally um and in in um organizations that have um call centers and things like that it's a different it provides a different service than it does for kind of um law firms and things like that it's uh yeah it, yeah it's interesting um but so that's one feedback that we get. Another one that we did actually get quite a bit, not so much recently, but when we first started was, um, but what will you provide the men? If we're giving this to women, what are we giving to men? Oh. Uh, which is, yeah, which is interesting, like um, that they would um, feel that there would be some unfairness. But it's, it's just, yeah. And you're like, do you want to talk about that? Do you really yeah, want to yeah. talk about unfairness? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, they don't get there. Well, you know, not you know, trans men get periods, but, yeah. but, yeah. Like, men don't, many men don't get periods, so it's yeah. not, um, yeah, it's, and then it's, you'd be like, do you want to talk about the gender pay gap? Should yeah. we open that one up as well? Oh, there's so many things with it, it's such, you just have to, oh, what a delicate kind of, area, I guess, oh. it just shows, like, you have to manage it quite carefully, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, and, but also the thing is, is that often, uh, men will be quite supportive of it and just kind of say yes because they feel awkward, which is quite funny. Um, um, so, like, there's, there's definitely been different approaches to it. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you've learned a lot as you've gone along about how to manage all those pushbacks. Like, you'll have really good snappy answers to them and things by now. Yeah, totally. Um, and the thing is, is that staff really like it. Like, and also it has massive impact for the community. Um, so, like, that's what it comes down to. So it's just kind of understanding where their views coming from and um, thinking about what the end result actually will be and taking it back to that. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess on the other side of it, so that's like the 
the businesses, the corporates, and then you've got the other side of it, which is the organizations. Like, get it, you've got to get the word out that this is free and that you're trying to help. Has there been, like, has it been a really good matchup and level between the amount of product and the amount of organizations? Like, has it been a struggle to find people or what's that been like? Yeah, that's a really good question. So when we um, when we first started, we um, you know had very small amount of product, um, and so we and we knew of we knew of schools and organisations that needed it, so that was fine. And then as we grew quite rapidly during that kind of A and Z period, um, we had to we went out to look for organisations and schools and um, to see if there was a need because we don't want to give it just for the sake of giving it. Like, we want to give it for purpose. It's needed, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we would go to local MPs and um, also contacts of contacts to see what was relevant and then would give it out. Um, And for a while there, it was pretty well matched up and we uh, were being able to kind of give what was needed every month and what was requested every month because we have like an online form where people can request what they need um, from the schools and community groups that we work with. Um, but then uh, over the last year, um, we've seen demand rise quite significantly and especially since COVID um, as we are seeing a really, really significant rise in the need for period products. And that's not just from schools, that's from community groups too. Um and so now it's just constant. I mean, now it's just constant to try and imp- try and get more product. Um, and so that's part of the reason we launched our individual giving oh, and just giving program because we're yeah we're not able to meet demand currently. Yeah, and like not everyone works in a workplace where they can do the you know set up the whole system, but they might still want to help in their own way. I guess. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm always interested to hear, like, logistically, day-to-day, how it all works together, like, who's doing what and who's in your team and, you know, how do you get everything going and out the door and things? Yeah, well, so um, so we're really lucky now and that we've got our really amazing general manager, Anika. So she runs the day-to-day and the strategy, actually. She, well, we work with her on the strategy. Um, so she... Um, you know, has the relationships with our clients and knows what orders are coming in and going out. And then we also have another um, impact specialist and uh, who also helps out with our sending operations. Um, and so they work together to do the sending out of product. And we've got a storage unit down in, in Thorndon that has all our product and we've got eShip and we have it come through our website and send it there um, and then when there's really big gives so um, when each term we like to kind of give away products and it's usually a couple of thousand we'll um, all go down there and help out and pack up boxes um, and then uh, we also have weekly team meetings um, usually on a Thursday lunchtime and uh, that Cinder and I and Anika and Sophie catch up on and then we just have random stuff throughout the week that we all kind of doing and Jacinta and I have co-founder catch-ups and there's a yeah there's just a myriad of things going on and then we've got our advisors every quarter that we meet up with too oh so good you've got it set up really well by the sounds of it I love that it is really cool but it's definitely um it's definitely as I say like because I because Jacinta and I also work full-time it's definitely a lot it's a lot of work but it's um it's really fun but it's just getting that balance which is you know it's always a challenge. 
Yeah, it's good that you can have this set up and there must be enough margin in the products and things to pay for a general manager to keep it all running really smoothly and and to allow you guys, I guess, to do your co-founder, you know, higher level stuff and then have it all run day to day so smoothly. It's great that you've managed to set it up like that. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I mean, that's been instrumental for it, the sustainability of it. Like, I don't think we could have, yeah, if we weren't able to have a general manager, I, I don't think we'd be able to keep on doing it because we just run out of steam having to try and do it just ourselves. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's different if it's your job, like you're the GM, you run it, versus a co-founder doing it on the side of another job. It's, a different, it's just totally different feeling and, and everything. Yeah. Uh, do you think you would ever leave your job? and do, I mean, I'm not saying that you want to leave your yeah. job, but like, is it something that longer term you'd want to do full time or is it always a side project for you? I think I, oh, that's a tough question. I think, I actually think I really like working on it from a kind of strategic level. And I think I, to keep my love for it, I think I would probably, yeah, I don't think I would go into it full time because there was that kind of decision point when Jacinta went into it and we were like, oh, does one of us want to do it? And I did really heavily consider it but it was at that same time that this role here came up and I decided to go for that instead and I think it's it's nice it's uh it's been like an interesting um it's like an interesting relationship with it because I think when it first started it was so exciting and we were achieving lots of stuff and I think I uh you know got really excited by that and then linked a lot of dignity to my like identity and I've had to make that quite a and it's which is you know which is really awesome in some ways but then when things get tough um it's harder to kind of just be like oh you know things happen and so um I yeah so so kind of deciding to not work in it day to day back then um kind of lets me have a little bit of space from it to be able to, to I think, do a better job and not have it so close, still have it close to my heart and it's still my baby, but it's not as much as it would be and it wouldn't, and less all-encompassing as it would be if I was in it full-time. Yes, that's totally a thing because it's, like, it's not the same, but it's kind of like, say, what I did at Sweet Bakery where it was my hobby, my passion to make cakes and then when you do it for a business, it just changes it and it... it doesn't totally kill your passion but it does it does a little bit and so I guess it's kind of similar in a way even though it's not a product you know that you're creating it's like if it's your day in day out job it's just your feelings towards it can be quite different if it's like a fun side project that makes a real difference I guess yeah totally yeah and it's really and it's nice because if um you know like if things are going hard at work I'm like oh but I've got dignity I can do and that is you know fun and I can enjoy that or if things are hard at dignity I'm, I'm like oh but work's fun and it's nice yeah it's nice having both I quite yeah I quite like it nice yeah complements each other and keeps things fresh and yeah nice mm-hmm. and I guess like often with things like this things turn out quite differently to maybe what you would have planned or imagined so has for you guys do you think that there's been any kind of surprising outcomes or like flow on effects of this that you weren't imagining when you were doing that business accelerator program way back then oh, totally I mean I didn't expect it I don't know what I thought when I started like I think when we started we were like oh this we'll just do this for the summer 
Um, and now it's like four years later. Um, so like, in, <laughs> it's a long summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't think I, um, I, I kind of imagined that if it was going to keep on going, um, it would be just us. Like I don't, be, because I was 21 and I didn't, yeah, I just didn't, I just don't, I don't know. I just didn't have the notion that it was going to be big and self-sustaining at all. And anyway, I was just doing it because it was fun to do. Um, and so that was really surprising. I remember when we got our first um, employee and I was like, I, this is so stressful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we have to pay someone. Like, what if we can't keep on paying them? And so I think that, you know, getting staff was huge for us and it made us feel more legitimate. And then um, definitely as we've, as we've grown and we've done different stuff and as the government has listened more and as New Zealand and the world has cared more about period um, inequality and we've been able to play a central role in that, like that's been huge. Like I'm not a, um, yeah, it's, it's weird being like an expert on something. I didn't think that that would happen at all. So it's so all just kind of, ha I haven't planned any of it. So it's all kind of, <laughs> But it's yeah. all worked out very well. You've yeah, done yeah. an amazing job. Yeah. 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 And that's often the way that things that are really magic is that they just kind of start from a spark and then just kind of grow really organically rather than being really deliberate. Like, yeah. So maybe that's part of what's made it so magic. Totally. And it's just taking every opportunity that comes up, you know, that's which has been fun too and and then use that and then made plans like yeah I'm not meant to say that we haven't had any plans like obviously we we planned to grow and we did you know make an effort but it's just I didn't envisage that I suppose when I started and you you also have to roll with it because you can't predict those opportunities that will come up and that's the same in any business like as long as you know generally where you're heading and what you're aiming for then you can like assess each opportunity when it comes up Totally, yeah, that's so true, and it's such a changing landscape. Like when we first started, like, uh, yeah, like I hadn't heard of the term period poverty at all, and um, there was definitely people wouldn't like we'd go into meetings for dignity, and people wouldn't say period or wouldn't say tampon or anything, and that's not, and and we'd go into this meeting and we'd just. Yeah, and managed to have a conversation around that, and <laughs> since then, and since then, like it's definitely destigmatized a lot, and um, yeah, so that's been really nice too. Yeah, that's a big part of it. It's just the more that people are out there just comfortably talking about it, periods and tampons and pads and cups and just being mm. like, just acknowledging it as the normal part of everyday life that it is, then it, it'll mm. only get better for sure. Mm, yeah. totally. And what about, so we talked a bit about strategy and, and plans and opportunities. So what does that look like going forward for you guys in terms of big picture? Like, do you, is it just kind of growing via doing more of the same of what you're doing? Or do you like extend it in some massive way up your sleeve? I don't know. What's the plan? Definitely want to keep on growing because we have, there is still really significantly high need out there. Um, and so we want to keep on working with businesses, and but also grow that individual giving component too. Um, and the thing that we're really hoping is that as the government rolls out their free period product scheme to schools, that will hopefully give us um, some more resources to support community groups, um, because you know students don't just get periods; it's it's people in all kind of social circles. So that's what we really want to be able to do. Um, and we've got, yeah, a couple of 
partnership promotiony things coming up to try and accelerate that further. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of what we're wanting to do. Just keep on growing. Cool. Keep it yeah, sustainable. Sounds like it's uh, still yeah. There's room to grow. You haven't kind of maxed anything out yet. You know, and you don't need to look to diversify. It's just keep doing what you're doing and do more of it. I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. And hopefully make it more sustainable. Like, the more that it can run itself, um, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that allows you to focus on, on those growing and more and bigger and, yeah. Yeah, totally. Nice. And so during these chats, we can't, we can't really ignore talking about COVID, obviously, mm. and the impact that it's had. Like, it often varies on, on pep talk as to how it's hit different businesses, and mm. it's not always what you expect. So I'm really interested to hear what this time has kind of been like for you guys. Uh, operationally, you know, you can work from home and things, but, like, we, were you able to keep operating during lockdown? How did that all work? Yeah, so... Um so we were able to keep on operating during lockdown because period products are an essential item. So we were an essential service, which was really cool. Um, but obviously, with everyone working from home, um, all, all the majority of our um, uh, buy and give one orders stopped or dramatically decreased. Um, so that was really stressful. Um, but luckily, some businesses decided that they still wanted to donate their the product that they were getting, which was so awesome. And then it was also at this time that we launched our um, individual giving, corporate giving scheme, um, which was really good too. Um, so we overall it was really scary. Like we, I remember when it first started happening, we like, there was this week, it must have been, you know, the week where everything went down. And on the Monday we, we were going to have three really big customers sign up like it was going to be massive and change things for us really in a really awesome way and I think that was on the Monday and we were thinking about hiring someone else and then on the Tuesday we kind of realized that everything was or the Tuesday or the Wednesday I can't remember the dates exactly but we're realizing that these probably weren't going to happen for a while and um and we had to and we suddenly then had to really really I think on the Wednesday or the Thursday we had to make calls to tighten our cash flow really significantly and got you know um, let go of our office space and um, stop subscriptions that we didn't need and um, then everyone had to had to work from home and we had to just you know not hire that extra person and then make emergency budgets that were looking at you know what our revenue looked like with you know, 50% or 20, 30% of what we originally had, um, which was, it was really stressful. Like as I haven't, you know, like I haven't gone through the G, like I hadn't gone through the GFC. I was still a student when that was happening. And so I hadn't, you know, just been in this, what's it, the rock star economy. And so it was really scary to be like, oh gosh, actually everything isn't stable. Like, and this is the realities of being a business owner and that, that was definitely really, I think really mentally that was quite scary. Um, and I definitely had to compartmentalize at that point and, and focus on the other good things in my life because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then with the wage subsidy coming out, um, that was really great. And then our clients, you know, some were donating and still giving. And so we realized that we were going to be okay. Um, but it was, it definitely was scary. 
Um, and the whole team took it really, you know, took, did such a good job and we were creative and I think we got closer because of it um, too, which was nice. And Anika, because um, Jacinta and I were both, um, you know, it was definitely stressful and she was so calm and really <laughs> onto it. And, um, yeah, so it, it was a huge learning curve and it's really, it makes me really grateful Touchwood being on the other side, well, we're not on the other side, but being through that particularly hard part um, is really good. Yeah. And we just connected via Zoom and things, which was worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah. Make it work. Eh? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like you said, like you noticed during COVID that the need, you know, on one side of your equation, the need went way up in terms mm. of people needing the products. But on the other side, like you say, no one's at work. So of course they don't need period products in the workplace and like I guess they could have like sent them to people's houses but there's just something about like a bit maybe that's a bit too personal like you don't, yeah. you don't necessarily want to do that for your employees I'm sure some people did but it might be a bit like oh that's a bit odd yeah <laughs> so it's, yeah. yeah it's a funny one yeah it was interesting as well because um not also for the groups that were receiving products um through the kind of donation aspect they schools wanted product just you know in that manic time just before lockdown they wanted it to give them away before they went into lockdown because mm, so we were trying to get it out for then um because a lot of schools obviously couldn't get it out to them so that was when we gave to the city mission during that time instead um but it was mostly kind of straight after lockdown that things started getting really uh need started increasing quite dramatically um because also I think the because um, the initial kind of societal goodwill has always it's always been there and that's what's really nice about New Zealand but it was particularly strong during lockdown and it probably um, you know hasn't been the that it's still been strong and lovely but um, it, it people aren't just focused you know people need to focus on themselves a bit more now yeah. too to get through and so it's it's a bit tougher now I think. Yeah, and what have you found it like on the other side, like coming out of lockdown with the businesses? Do you reckon that there's going to be or has been like a bit of cutting, like tightening of belts and cost cutting? So those kind of like extra things or new initiatives or things, do they have to get cut? What does that look like going forward? Yeah, so there definitely has been a bit of, it's actually, I don't, I'm not sure if it's coming from cost cutting or just because there's less people in offices now, but overall um, there has been a decrease, but it's not really been that significant. Well, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then organisations have also committed to um, sign up to a subscription model where if they don't need all the product that they order for their offices, they'll give that away too. And so it's definitely, sh- yeah, it's definitely shown the values of some organisations. Like some are just I'm so grateful to. Um, and so that's and that's what's kept us going. And well, um, I think, yeah, so that's really nice overall but definitely it's um it's ever moving as well yeah yeah it's like a a, yeah you just don't know what you're going to get week to week at the moment hey so yeah have to roll with it a little bit which it sounds like you guys have been and I'm sure there are lots of people listening who obviously have workplaces and are thinking how amazing this idea sounds so maybe you could tell us just for everyone listening like how can they sign up if they're interested in getting their workplace involved or maybe their school or organization to receive them um are there any like criteria or things that people need to think about do give us a pitch sell it to us (laughs) so um 
So basically, if you're wanting it, if you're wanting your workplace to sign up or to donate, um, you can email hello at dignitynz.com um, and it'll take you to Anika, who will be able to um, get in contact with you and help you out. And we've got heaps of resources in terms of um, business case studies of why businesses do it and how it increases um, employee engagement and um, and perspectives of diversity and proudness of staff and things like that, which is really cool. And if you are a but there's also if you go to our website dignitynz.com, um, there's also a get involved tab at the top which shows how to um, sign up for it as a business or gift individually. So basically, do a, a twenty dollar, forty dollar, or whatever you want donation um, to to us as well. Um, but then if you want dignity, um, we have an on as in um, you want to request products for your school or community group. We don't. Um, as long as you say that there's a need and, you you know, you have people asking for products, we'll aim to give it to you. But we, as we say, we've got a waiting list at the moment, so um, we can't just give everything you want, but we'll try our hardest. Um, and that's also on the website. So if you go to dignitynz.com, go to getting, Get Involved, and then I Want Dignity, there's a short form you can fill out um, on there. Nice. Good. Mm. It sounds like there's pretty much a way that everyone can be involved across you know, all of those things. And now that you've got the individual giving as well, it's like, there's yeah. no reason that everyone can't help. So I'll, um, I'll put the links that you mentioned into the notes. So if you're listening oh, on an awesome. app on your phone, you can just click straight through um, and yeah, get involved because it, it's just amazing. And I know I will be doing that. So that's, thank you. Thank you for sharing it all with us. Um, oh, and before you. we wrap up, uh, I never miss an opportunity to learn something from all of these wise people that we get onto pep talk. So before we let you go, I'd love to hear if you have some advice or something that you've learned in this journey or just in, in life in general, maybe you can share it with us. I think this is, uh, it's an interesting one, but I was like thinking about this. And for me, I think that one of the best things I learned is that um, my my business dignity is so important to me, but I'm more than my business. I'm more than dignity. Um, and that advice, which I think kind of I touched on earlier, but it helps me realize that, you know, it's okay. Like things change, things happen. Um, and that that's not the end of the world, you know, like everything will be all right. Um, and also that, um, you know, it's still so important to celebrate the good stuff and it's and to take time to celebrate is also I think the second thing that's good because it can you can get caught up in trying to manage the stress of things and actually awesome stuff happens all the time and that's really exciting. I think those two things. So nice. not just your business but also um, celebrate the good stuff. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. And I think, yeah, like celebrate the good stuff and the little stuff. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be a huge milestone or a big thing to celebrate. Like you can just kind of take joy in little things going well or, yeah, nice. Yeah, totally. I like that. All right. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Like what you guys have created with Dignity, just it seems so special. And, yeah, really great that you could come on Pep Talk and tell us tell us the story of how it all happened. So good luck with everything from here. And we will, like I said, we will all keep supporting you and seeing what you're up to. Thanks, oh, Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. What a cool story. I don't know about you, but I found that 
really inspiring just hearing all of that from Miranda. What her and the team have created with Dignity really is so special and they are doing some really amazing work so please do support them where you can. Remember you can find all the info about that on their website which is DignityNZ.com. Thank you to you for jumping into today's pep talk with me. I loved it. You can continue the convo with me over on Instagram at peptalknz or of course email me anytime with your thoughts and feelings and ideas. I would love to hear them. So that is hello at peptalk.co.nz. Take care out there and until next time, bye.